Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and guess what? It is June. We've made it through the first two months of the MLB season. We are in the thick of summer, maybe not quite, but uh, hopefully June brings with it some good weather, particularly in the Northeast, and we can stop getting all these rainouts. That would be nice. I would really appreciate that. But again, we have two full months worth of stats. That's great. We've got two months of baseball under our belts. That's great. And we still got four months of baseball to go, including Tuesday's 14-game featured slate on DraftKings, which gets going past 7 p.m. Eastern time. So a huge slate. We're going to try to cover as much as we can in this tiny video. But before we do that, let us start with some prize picks. And if you guys don't know about prize picks, you should know about prize picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com, use the promo code MMNMLB, and get your first deposit matched up to $100. And use said deposit to use some uh, to play some prize picks for Tuesday for baseball. Here are two that I really like heading into Tuesday's slate. We've got Josh Donaldson in the Twins going up against Bruce Zimmerman of the Orioles. And at this point, there are few pitchers I prefer stacking against more than Bruce Zimmerman. Uh, shouldn't really be in an MLB rotation. I think that's pretty clear. 6.09 expected ERA through nine appearances and eight starts for Zimmerman. He is left-handed, and there are many, many Twins who have great splits against left-handed pitchers, and one of them is Josh Donaldson, whose fantasy point prop is eight on prize picks for Tuesday. I think he goes over eight fantasy points against Zimmerman, and a lot of that has to do with how successful he's been within the split so far this season. He comes into, or he came into Monday's slate with a 138 WRC plus against Southpaw pitching. For the season as a whole, his expected WOBA is 52 points higher than his actual WOBA, so there's some positive regression in store for Josh Donaldson as this season continues. And as I mentioned, Zimmerman is just not someone I trust. Aside from the expected ERA over six, he's allowing 2.06 home runs per nine to opponents so far this season. That is ugly. You could go with Donaldson at over eight. You could go with Nelson Cruz, who also has fantastic numbers against left-handed pitching, as he has for most of his career. Uh, he is also set at eight. You could do both. Uh, I would have no problem with that either. But Donaldson is the lean just because he hits higher in the batting order. Might get that fifth plate appearance. Maybe that comes in handy when getting over this eight fantasy point prop. The other guy I like, not someone we've talked about a lot so far in these videos, Robbie Grossman of the Detroit Tigers going up against Adrian Hauser and the Milwaukee Brewers. I, I talked a little bit about Hauser last week. He's just not a pitcher I trust necessarily. 47% uh, hard contact rate, so 47% of the batted ball events that Hauser has induced so far this season have been over 95 miles an hour when it comes to average exit velocity. That's pretty bad. Um, and then you've got Hauser rocking a 4.88 FIP. He's just not that good a pitcher. And while Grossman has actually, surprisingly, been better against left-handed pitching than he has against right-handed pitching in 2021, he's a switch hitter. He's hitting leadoff. There's a high potential, high probability of him getting five plate appearances in this game, and he crushed the month of May. Uh, he was someone who, heavily reliant 
on taking walks and scoring runs in terms of his like season long fantasy. But Robbie Grossman's been hitting for power and he's also been stealing bases. He's got eight stolen bases so far this season. That was unexpected. And in May, Grossman had a 212 isolated power and a 144 WRC plus. So right now it doesn't matter who the Tigers are facing, righty or lefty. Robbie Grossman has been fantastic, and he will be at the top of the lineup for Tuesday's game against Hauser. And I think he goes over six fantasy points in that matchup. So Grossman over six, Donaldson over eight. Now let us talk about that aforementioned huge Tuesday slate. The 14-gamer gets going past 7 p.m. Eastern time on DraftKings. A lot of good pitching options, although the pricing directly at the top of the board a little strange. Um, you've got Aaron Nola as the highest priced pitcher, followed by Sandy Alcantara. Uh, no real issue, I mean, with Alcantara specifically, Nola just hasn't been a great fantasy pitcher so far this season, and his price really hasn't adjusted to his, I wouldn't say struggles, but lack of elite results. Um, I don't really have any interest in paying for either of these guys at over $10,000. Uh, first and foremost, because of the guy who is priced just below them but also i mean for alcantara it's a tough matchup too um the blue jays in the month of may had the highest wrc plus of any team we've seen how the blue jays can hit in buffalo maybe not as well as they hit in dunedin but that home field advantage tends to be working towards the jays in these minor league ballparks so not a great matchup for alcantara either but again the big reason here is tyler glasnow is priced at nine thousand eight hundred dollars and if that seems strange it is it's very strange. This is the first time we've seen Glasnow below that $10,000 threshold since all the way back in his second start of the season, back on April 6th against the Red Sox. That's because Tyler Glasnow is really good. Uh, this is someone who comes into Tuesday's slate with a 36.2% strikeout rate, a 2.64 expected ERA, and he's had double-digit strikeouts in five of his last seven starts. Again, it's pretty good. Um, maybe the price reduction is due to the matchup, that being the Yankees, but right now we don't have a, a more obvious situation of name value sort of contradicting actual value when it comes to a, a matchup with the Yankees. While I do still fear this Yankees lineup, um, they're just going through a rough time right now, and, and Giancarlo Stanton's back, that certainly helps, um, but... The last 14 days, entering play on Monday, so this does not include their one-run outburst, quote-unquote, against the Rays in a loss on Monday, but the 14 days prior, two weeks prior, the Yankees at .088 had the lowest isolated power in all of baseball, and at 28.1%, they had the highest strikeout rate in all of baseball. If you strip the pinstripes away from that line, that is a team you are salivating to use a pitcher against. So don't think about Glasnow as going up against the Yankees. Think about Glasnow as going up against a team that's had the highest strikeout rate and lowest isolated power in all of baseball the last two weeks, and it makes it a lot more appealing. So I like Glasnow a lot in that spot at the discounted price. Chris Bassett is another name I wanted to single out. We've been talking a lot about Bassett in these videos. Um, $9,100, so his price point is finally caught up to his production level, his last eight starts, again, stupendous stuff, 29.9% strikeout rate, 2.22 FIP, 
and a .88 whip. He was near unhittable in his last start against the Angels, uh, a complete game shutout. Just some amazing stuff from Bassett, who in that start, I should say, it was a small slate, it was a rainy slate, so unique circumstances, but he was over 50% owned in most contests on DraftKings that night. So Chris Bassett is no longer like our little secret. Everyone realizes how well Bassett is pitching. Will he have a lot of ownership being within $700 of Glasnow? That remains to be seen. However, I do think he's viable against Seattle, especially considering across the last two weeks, Seattle has an American League low 74 WRC+. They're just not a lineup to fear. I think this is another great opportunity for Bassett to add to that marvelous eight-start run he's been on recently. One more pitcher I wanted to single out before we talk about some stacks. Robbie Ray, another guy we talk a lot about on these shows. Uh, Robbie Ray going up against the Marlins. I mean, what do you say about Robbie Ray? He is truly a three-outcome pitcher, except he doesn't walk anybody anymore. So he's basically a two-outcome pitcher. Either he strikes out an opponent or that opponent hits a home run. That's that's kind of been the Robbie Ray experience so far this season. And in the month of May, I mean, that's... I, I'm joking when I say those are the only two outcomes, but I'm kind of not in the month of May. Uh, 32.8% strikeout rate in May. 10 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio in May. When have we ever thought we could say that about Robbie Ray? However, he's allowing over three home runs per nine in that span of time. Pretty ugly stuff. And that's the reason for the season. His FIP is 5.11, despite the fact his ERA is much better than that. And despite the fact he's striking out a bunch of guys and not walking anybody, which is always what we kind of asked for from Robbie Ray. Anyway, he's $8,500 on this slate against the Marlins. And I think it's key that he's facing the Marlins because when it comes to Robbie Ray right now, you need a team that is got a high strikeout rate, which the Marlins do. So that really accentuates the positive and the Marlins in the month of May, just a 135 isolated power, just 24 home runs. That was the 26th best mark in baseball or the fifth lowest mark in baseball. If you want to go that way, they don't got a lot of pop. So this should be a good matchup for Robbie Ray. This should be a matchup where maybe, maybe he doesn't allow an opponent home run. And if that happens, this should be a really good start. And he's probably going to easily hit 3x value at that $8,500 price tag. So don't trust him nearly as much as Glasnow or Bassett, but this should be the ideal matchup for Robbie Ray. We will see if he can take advantage of that. Uh, Stacks. So I already mentioned Bruce Zimmerman. Don't like him. Like the Twins, that's pretty obvious. They're also not a crazy expensive stack. I mean, Nelson Cruz, he has been slumping a little bit as of late. Struck out three times on Monday, but he's only $4,700. That's one of the lower price points I've seen for Cruz so far this season, especially against a left-hander of Zimmerman's caliber. Uh, Mitch Garver, $4,600. Donaldson, $4,500. Uh, Kyle Garlick is kind of an interesting play. The last time the Twins faced a left-handed pitcher, Garlick hit leadoff. Probably will do that again on Tuesday, and he's just $3,000. So that's a nice starting point for a stack, those four names. And and there's a bunch of other ways you can go depending on who ends up in that Twins lineup. Um, Maybe the less obvious stack, um, Andrew Heaney is going up against the Giants on Tuesday. Heaney had a really bad month of May, Uh, was allowing over two home runs per nine, his ERA way up over five. Just not a good run for Heaney right now. And he is a very streaky pitcher. And the other thing to consider here, the Giants thrive 
They are in their best possible situation against a left-handed pitcher. Coming into Monday, they rank top 10 in baseball, top 5 in baseball, in WOBA and WRC Plus against Southpaw pitching. So already a pretty good matchup. Then you add in the fact that Heaney's struggling, um, and it's a cheap stack as well, very cheap stack. Uh, Buster Posey is 4,300. He's the most expensive Giants bat. He's got a 270 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far this season. It would be nice if Evan Longoria is in the lineup tonight. He's day-to-day right now. Um, He's crushed lefties this season, a 241 WRC plus, just $4,000. But you're going to have to keep an eye on that. And obviously, if Longoria is not in there, that does make this a slightly less advantageous situation. However, there are still some other nice bats that you can throw in there who are very cheap. Uh, Austin Slater, Donovan Solano, Mauricio Dubon, they are all hovering around $3,000. And all three of those guys will probably be batting within the top five of the Giants order on Tuesday. So a lot of high leverage lineup positions in advantageous platoon situations for next to no money. Uh, I think the Giants are a really sneaky good stack on Tuesday. Before we get out of here, as we always do, let's talk about some best bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook. We will loop back to Tyler Glasnow and the Tampa Bay Rays. They are pretty light favorites on the money line on Tuesday. They are only minus 124 to beat the Yankees. Again, I get it. The Yankees are at home. Uh, You expect the Yankees to just start hitting at some point, but... Tampa's won 17 of their last 18 games. The Yankees have lost four games in a row. And it's Tyler Glasnow up against Domingo Herman. Herman's been pitching all right the past month, but Glasnow is one of the, I don't know, five best pitchers in the league, at least the American League. Um, and the Rays are just finding ways to win games right now. And they seem to have the Yankees' number the past couple of seasons. So I'm just going to keep riding with the Rays, who have also covered their last four games as road favorites. Um, so again, 17 of 18. Let's, let's roll with Ray's money line at minus 124. Uh, Houston money line is the other bet I'm looking at at minus 120. They are at home against the Red Sox, uh, coming off a huge victory against the Red Sox, blowout victory on Monday. Um, it's Luis Garcia, who's got a 3.41 expected ERA so far this season. This pitched really well. Um, for the Astros against Garrett Richards. And Richards has pitched much better than anyone could have expected. I I fully admit that. However, it seems like Richards is due for a blow-up. His last three starts, the XFIP has been over five. He's struck out 13 and walked 11 in those three starts and has not allowed a home run in any of those games. Regression normalization, whatever you want to call it, is coming for Garrett Richards. And it probably comes in the form of the Astros offense, who in the month of May had a 121 WRC+, plus, the second best mark in all of baseball. So I'm going to lean with Garcia, who I think is the better pitcher. I'm going to lean with Houston's offense, who I think is just one of the better units in all of baseball. And I'm going to lean with the home team at a relatively short number at minus 120. So Astros minus 120 money line, Rays, Moneyline at minus 124. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. Again, MMNMLB for that first deposit match 
over at prizepicks.com. I'm Gary and Thorne. I will catch you guys next time.